BG Mania, a video game music podcast for July 24th, 2019, is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. weekly video game music podcast brought to you by level down games i'm brian joined as always by man i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say joined as always by frank i almost said something in relation to the episode theme we're doing and it would have sounded terrible (laughs) it's frank i will call myself the desert master himself better than better than saying the hot one himself (laughs) it's okay brian real recognize it's real which is almost what I said. Yeah, no, 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 no. For those just joining us, what we like to do here at PG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will be announced in advance. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh and something exciting each and every week. If you're new to the world of video game music podcasts, you are in for a treat. But for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts over you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Frank, we could not have picked a better day and a better week to do this particular episode theme. It is hot outside, Brian. It is hot as a m out there. And wherever you are in whatever part of the world you're listening to us, hopefully it's cooler for you than it is for us currently, because uh, both myself and Frank in our regions of the United States, I'm in Northeast Ohio, Frank's on Long Island. We're both under excessive heat warnings this this particular day. It's Saturday, July 20th, and it is freaking hot and it is humid and it is gross. <laughs> it's, my, it's my Australian friends. How you like that snow there, mate? <laughs> or as uh, Kyle from uh, Love It On Games and the Max Level would say, uh, just a normal everyday uh, Las Vegas springtime, but on a jacket. It's kind of chilly out there. <laughs> 
put on a jacket. Man, it's hot out. So as we talked about at the end of last week, we kind of wanted to take advantage. I didn't know it was going to be this hot when we recorded the episode. I knew it was going to be hot. I knew that they said we had a little bit of a heat wave coming in, but it turned into like a record heat wave for some parts of the area. Like it's it's crazy out there setting record highs all over the place. But it's there isn't a better time to do this particular theme. And we're going to be exploring, if you couldn't tell by the way that that track sounded and what you're hearing there in the background, desert level music. And I think this is going to be a fantastic episode. I'm actually really excited looking at the the lineup of 16 tracks that we're going to play. Eight for myself, eight from Frank. This is a great lineup of music. And you only know you're eight. Oh, yeah. I don't know my stuff because, you know, it's all that matters. Well, I wouldn't say that. My stuff's usually better. <laughs> but go home, Brian. You're drunk. No, I'm not drunk. But these this is going to be a fantastic episode. And I'm, I'm just excited to really kind of compare and contrast and see what each genre, because there's multiple different genres that we're going to be exploring today, but also multiple different composers and really what their take is on this desert style of theme. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we actually have a lot of heavy hitters, too, uh, in, on, at least on my side, for sure. Oh, definitely on my side as well. I mean, in that that can clearly be shown by the opening track, which was your first pick. Yeah, that was from Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Uh, that was the Sandopolis Zone Act 1. That game came out October 18th, 1994. And boy, I mean, that game, I mean, Sonic and Knuckles, because that clicked in. Sonic and Knuckles definitely was the, you know, the the... The one that most people are more familiar with. Sonic 3, remember, it had that limited release, and then... Yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about that before when we played music from Sonic before on the show. Yeah, and apparently from Sonic 2 into Sonic and Knuckles, you can play this, uh... Knuckles, <laughs> well, was that the episode that we actually find that out? I thought it might have been. That may have been the, the famous Frank got realized he got screwed over by his sister episode. Yeah, so... Don't worry, she's been paid back. Uh, so, I have a list of composers for this one here. Okay, uh, there's a lot of I, them. There's a lot of them. Uh, Sachio Ogawa... Tatsuyuki Mieda, Howard Drossen, Brad Buxer, someone called Sirocco, which I believe is a kind of liquor, uh, and then Jun Zanoi. Yeah, Michael Jackson wasn't wasn't actually credited on this one? No, Michael Jackson was not credited on this one, but I do feel like uh, he's Sirocco. Well, just, just because you said, maybe, just because you said um, uh, Brad Buxer and the other guy, yeah. like, we, we I remember talking about that, like, that's like his entourage. Yeah, so he may have dibble dabbled in this one a little bit here. Do you remember the time we fell in love? That's that's a that's your song. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm a Michael Jackson fan. Hee <laughs> hee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it right. Well, can't hit that range like you, you know. That testicles. <laughs> I, lo- I love this game. I really do. Uh, I love this more, track. This is, more this so, is the, so I was gonna say more so the track, man. That is that is just. Oh, man, that is really one of the things I think of when I think of Desert Levels is Sandopolis and is this style of music. And it, you're going to hear this style a lot as we move through the episode today. It, it will stick around. Yeah, it's that typical uh, Egyptian feel that we've been uh, told since, you know, the cartoons were kids. and yeah. And, and just you can you can tell by the instrumentation, you can tell by the the way that it just sounds like this is this is awesome. This is a really cool piece of music, and it, I think it was a a great track to open up the episode with. So well done, well done. But uh, what do you got for me, Brian? What, what, what do you got for my listening pleasure? I am gonna kick to a franchise that we actually just discussed this past uh, well two Fridays ago on the twelfth for our two year anniversary episode. 
If you remember, Frank, you picked a track from Uncharted 2. I, for this episode, picked a track from Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, because for the most part, the entire game takes place in the desert. Yeah. So from Uncharted 3, this is Atlantis of the Sands. And that was Atlantis of the Sands from Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, which released November 1st, 2011 here in North America on PlayStation 3. Composed, as we talked about last again on the uh, the 12th, by Greg Edmondson, who Frank gushed over because of his uh, stuff with King of the Hill. I love it, dude. Yeah. No, he's a great composer, dude. Fantastic composer. I was telling Brian while we listening to this, this could, you could play this in the Mummy movie and I wouldn't know any better. Oh, yeah, without question. I mean, this this literally fits that to a T. But what I really like about this, obviously, Uncharted 3, like I said, a majority of the game is set in the desert in, in Arabia, but it takes place in the Rubicali Desert, which is a real place and is the largest contiguous sand desert in the world. It covers 250,000 square miles, including parts of Saudi Arabia, Oman, the United Arab Emirates and Yemen. Uh, and what they say that it is actually like an empty desert because it is not crossed nor inhabited by local groups. It is a very actual desert, dude. There's nothing there. It's desolate. 
Yeah, it, it is desolate, but it was portrayed perfectly as desolate in Uncharted 3. There was nothing there except for the plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> but man, like that literally when I got to Uncharted 3, because I was playing it on the uh, the Nathan Drake collection on PS4, when I got to the plane crash and when I got to Uncharted 3, uh, you know, when you wake up from that and Nate is just kind of wandering through the desert and like he eventually starts passing out and seeing all these things. I thought, man, this is fantastic storytelling. And it's topped off with this track playing in the background. Like it is incredible. And you can kind of hear a little bit how the track moves through different motions and movements to kind of portray different sections of the desert because it was a very linear section. I mean, it's, you know, you're on rails there. You're driven to a point because you're just, you, you know, Uncharted really did make the whole quote unquote set piece type of thing famous. And this was a set piece, but it was beautiful and it was so much fun. I loved it. That was a good pick. Good pick. Yeah, and again, great pick, and really, like you said, definitely could easily fit in like a modern day mummy movie if the mummy movie movies were still good, but they're not good anymore. I don't know if you know this about me, but I really, really, really love deserts. Uh, I like ice cream and pie and cake. They're my absolute favorite. So I found a track that fitted that theme. Desserts. I told you, desserts don't count. Okay. Well, I found one that also fits that theme. <laughs> I'm sure you did, Frank. You always. Uh, like to my the finds a way. No, that's Jurassic Park. That's not a mummy movie. Oh, true. But you always you always like to try to break the boundaries of of the the, the rule set. I got to buck the system. Uh, but from New Super Mario Brothers U, this is oh, okay. the, the Lair Cake Desert. Desert. delicious track was the layer cake desert from <laughs> new super memory brothers you couldn't help yourself could you i can't uh november 18th 2012 uh, i got two composers for that one i have shiho fuji and mahita yokota yeah mahito yokota man i i've talked about this before but mahito yokota besides koji kondo is my favorite mario composer because i just think he gets it i think he understands the way that mario music should sound yeah there's a certain formula to mario and he doesn't he doesn't mess it up. He makes it better. He elevates it. Ryo Nagamatsu is good as well when it comes to Mario music. But Mahito Yokota, I really think, is like the successor for Koji Kondo when it comes to Mario music, just because I think that again, again man, you look at Gusty Garden Galaxy and how fantastic of a track yes. that is from uh, Mario Galaxy and what he was able to do there. And just showing what he did with New Super Mario Brothers and New, New Super Mario Brothers U and he's awesome, dude. And this this is a fun track like you have the it's it's. 
I want to say it's a slight remix of like the main theme from New Super Mario Brothers. But it's but like a, with, it's, a, it's an amalgam with, in my opinion. Yeah, of uh, of not just like a deserty kind of feel or an kind of feel, but also a bit of a western kind of feel to it too. Like a little bit western, yeah, a little bit western. Which western, I guess, also could be really I, I attributed mean, to deserts. Where deserts in the western U.S.? Yeah, Sahara Desert, the the Saharan Desert no, or whatever the no. hell it's called. We, we have one in Arizona, the Painted Desert. What's that? What was that the an actual? Desert? Is that like desert. an actual? Is it actual desert? I didn't know if it was like a, like an actual like a desert of paintings or something. I don't know. Is that cool? Never been there. Just just an art gallery in the middle <laughs> of the uh, Do you remember this actual level though? Like it was cool because it was designed to look like a cake. If I'm not mistaken, and this was the first level. I don't remember if it was the first level. I could be wrong. I mean, it's been wow, seven years. Holy crap. I, I literally don't remember. It could have been the first level. I honestly do not remember. But I just remember that it was designed to look like desserts. And I thought that was neat. And I really wish there was a layer cake desert dessert. Because I am starving right now. You would like to you would like to wander around that oasis and try to find the uh sit there and eat cake and pie and Yes. All that, that stuff. That, That'd be the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> All right, man, I want to go to I wanted to make sure that we got some JRPG representation on the episode this week. So I want to kick to the first track that I found that I actually had forgot about until I started looking into some of the the JRPGs that I remember had deserts. And I remember this one had a desert, but I couldn't remember what the music sounded like. And I'm glad I went back and actually looked into it because this track is phenomenal. From Breath of Fire 3, this is Sandy Sound. was Sandy Sound from Breath of Fire 3, which came out here in North America on the PlayStation 1, April 30th, 1998. 
That particular track, there were two composers on the soundtrack, but that particular one was done by Akira Kaida, who is responsible for some of the Mega Man games. Uh, Mega Man and Bass, or Bass. <laughs> I like to always piss, piss Frank off about that one. Uh, Dino Crisis did one track on that. Mega Man Battle Network. Rockman EXE 4.5. Mega Man Battle Network 5 did some music on Okami. Like definitely a a lot of a lot of things out there and even some stuff on Mega Man 10. But most recently did some stuff on Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, which means that also probably included in Ultimate. That's usually, like how, to know. That's usually how yeah. things work. <laughs> yeah, so so she's been all over the spectrum in terms of that. But but more realistically, uh oh, uh Night Warriors Darkstalkers Revenge. Did you play that? Was her, first, was her first game. I think it's a fighting game, so I wasn't sure if you did or not. I may have. That was her first game. Yep, that was her first game. But definitely most famous for Breath of Fire 3 because she did the entire soundtrack for the most part uh, by herself. Like, uh, Yoshino Aoka did some of the tracks, but not nearly as much as Akira Kaida did. So, fantastic soundtrack. And what I really like about this particular track is, first of all, the the wind that you hear in the background and it really just makes it sound like, you know, you're walking through this arid, dry desert, just getting blasted in the face by this dry heat with sand blowing all over the place. Like, I, Yo, I get... a sandstorm sounds terrifying. I've been through whiteout blizzards, but yeah. And, and, and luckily the sand is rocks that will tear you to pieces. Luckily, I've never, you know, the the eight years that I lived in Las Vegas, we never really experienced a true, like brutal sandstorm. But like you look at the uh, what do they call them? Haboobs. Remember those? Remember that name when everyone thought that yes. was so funny? But uh, when that one hit Phoenix a couple years back, like that shit was scary, dude. Like just seeing that come in off of the uh off the horizon and like just this epic sandstorm like yeah that would be crazy to go through and, and see and actually be in but just listening to this track really also reminds me of the fact that breath of fire needs to come back capcom needs to get off their butt and make a new breath of fire they made everything else dude they're bringing everything else back resident evil 2 is back uh devil may cry is back mega man is back why can't breath of fire be back why <laughs> well, well, i want a new chippendales rescue rangers I just want a new Breath of Fire and I want a Dino Crisis reboot. Why is it so much to ask for? Why is it so much to ask for? I think you need to go over to the Capsule Computer Company and uh, teach them a lesson. The Japan Capsule Computer Company, yeah. little callback to uh, Max Level <laughs> with one of our uh, bonus stage questions. Great. Yeah, great callback. What a fun track, dude. Love that, man. I love that track. That was a good pick. I respect that. Uh, for my next pick, though... I'm picking like when I think of desert and game, this is the first game that pops into my head, to be quite honest. Uh, for okay. a, lot of, a lot of people, I think it's the first series that pops in their head as well. Uh, my pick is going to be from Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. This is Discover the Royal Chamber.
And that was Discover the Royal Chamber from Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Uh, I got a few early dates on this one for different platforms. So PS2 was November 10th, 2003. These are all 2003. Uh, GameCube and Xbox were November 18th. And PC got it December 2nd. So all within the same little window there. Uh, but composed by Stuart Chatwood. Yeah. And this will be playable on uh, Ubisoft Uplay Plus later this September. If you're curious to hear the entire lineup of games for that, go listen to Max Level. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe just because I've got... I've been playing these games my whole friggin' life. Uh, Prince of Persia is like the first thing I think of when I think of desert games. Yeah, and and you said that, and I and I didn't know that you were gonna go Prince of Persia, but actually it makes a lot of sense that that you think that, and I agree with you. I actually think that a lot of people probably would think Prince of Persia first. Now, uh, Sands of Time, it's a good game. It's not the best game. Uh, horrible movie. Oh yeah, no, no, the movie sucks. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal can go to hell and die. I wouldn't go that far, Frank, but the movie wasn't that great. I blame him and him solely. Oh, let me stop. He's actually pretty good at Mysterio um, in, in Spider-Man's. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love the, the, the obviously the pure Egyptian feel to this, but uh, the, the the chanting, the the, 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 way, the way the drums kicking on this one here. I, I love this track. Uh, and I told Brian, it's like, because we don't normally we don't collaborate on what we're going to pick. We pick our own things. I was like, Brian, do you have a Prince of Persia trick? Because I'm going to pick it. If you don't, I will give up whatever pick I have to make sure I get the song on here. So, yeah. And surprisingly, I did not have a Prince of Persia pick in my list of eight. So, yeah, hey, your last pick went to that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I remember you had submitted your list and you only had seven. And then you asked me and I was like, yeah. And you're like, OK, well, I'm going to go find my last track. Then hang on. <laughs> hey, would it take me 20 seconds afterwards? Just to, like, do I want this one or this one? Here we go. Exactly. Exactly. And it really is. It's, it's a great piece of music. It, and it really... It brings back a lot of memories because I do think this probably is the best Prince of Persia game. Yeah. Um, that's a series I wouldn't mind seeing coming back fully. I think it needs to. And there have been so many rumors with Ubisoft and potentially bringing back Prince of Persia over the past couple of years. Like every E3 comes and goes and like we're always just waiting. Like, is this, is, the year? is this the yeah. year? Like, are we going to see the new Prince of Persia come out? Are we going to see a new Splinter Cell come out? Like we just keep waiting and then E3 comes and goes and nothing happens. But I do think that this Uplay Plus will be a good indicator because if a lot of people play through the old Prince of Persia's on there and Ubisoft can see that, maybe we will finally get that announcement and, and reboot of the franchise. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I now have a mission to play these games over and over and over again to show Ubisoft that I want to <laughs> All 100 million plays will be just Frank sitting there playing them over and over and over again on Uplay Plus. I'll do what needs to be done. <laughs> All right, man, I want to kick to my next track, and it was it comes from a game that I was surprised you yourself did not uh, pick from, because I know that you also really enjoyed this, and you've picked from this game before on BG Mania. From Journey, this is The Road of Trials.
And that was The Road of Trials from Journey, which originally released here in North America on PlayStation 3, March 13th, 2002. Or not two, my God, not 2002. 2012. Can you imagine <laughs> if this game came out in 2002? Like, I'd be I'd be losing my mind. You just, uh, honestly, you had me freaking like doing a head snap thing. Like, what the hell? Did you just- <laughs> <laughs> no. 2012. And 2012 is crazy enough as it is, because crazy to think this game is literally seven years old. But composed by Austin Wintory, who I absolutely love. I think Austin Wintory is a fantastic composer. Obviously Journey, obviously Abzu, but the entire Banasagar trilogy. Uh, He just does some great things, man. I really enjoy his work. It's always very emotional music, and I like that about him. And this track right here, man, it, it definitely springs a lot of emotions to me. This definitely was a fun part of the game where you actually had to go through those trials. But Journey in itself, I mean, come on, how emotional is this game? And the fact that it takes place in an entirely in, in a desert, I think, is actually really fun. Yeah, I actually enjoyed myself with Journey. And like I said, this, this, this track, it's a different kind of a different sound. It wasn't so much Egyptian-y as it was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It has a certain je ne sais quoi. There you go. That'd be smarter. I mean, it it definitely doesn't sound Egyptian, but you still, if you close your eyes while listening to this, I I was going to say, you can still tell that this particular music probably takes place in a desert, especially if you're familiar with video games and you're familiar with just the general tropes and how we portray music in in different settings and themes. Yeah, if you had sleigh bells, we'd call it a winter track. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. You know, jingle bells is definitely a Christmas track. (laughs) Yep. Uh, You know what, Brian? I think I'm going to go to a JPRPG now. How about that? If you can say the genre right, I'll let you do it. I will go to a JRPG. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do you got for me? From Kingdamu Hartsu, this is Agrabah.
And that was Agrabah from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, came here September 17th, 2002. And who's that composed by, Brian? You know it. I know it. We love her. Yoko, Yoko Shimamura. God Hell loves yeah, Yoko, man. man. Hell yeah, man. Who we just found out is going to be on the Streets of Rage 4 soundtrack. You know, I am so happy to hear that because she is legend. Oh, yeah. No, no. And we will be definitely doing a bonus episode on Streets of Rage 4 in the future. I wish that thing was out right now because I would compose the bonus like right now with you right after this episode. Like unless the unless the soundtrack is like 30 tracks deep and then we might just do a regular episode on it. I don't know. <laughs> uh Dude, so uh, Kingdom Hearts, man, the original Kingdom Hearts is one come from. Uh, I forgot all about Aladdin even being in the game. Did you really? I really did. Because it's been, it's been, think of how long ago the original September 2002, so 17 years ago. Yeah, I guess I didn't because I played through um, the game before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, so it was still so fresh in my mind. But yeah, and it's crazy to think that he was there, but it was such a fun area. It it was was a fun (laughs) section of the game. And we have, but we haven't revisited anything from it whatsoever. Like, in, which is, which is kind of crazy. Which is kind of crazy. But yeah, when I think of deserts, like as well, I, I do think of the movie Aladdin. Oh, wh- without question. I mean, it definitely is one of the most well-known things in popular culture to be, you know, signified with deserts. And Yoko Shimomura captured the aesthetic of Aladdin and the aesthetic of the Arabian Nights perfectly with this track. I will never have a bad thing to say about Yoko Shimomura. I think I say this all the time. I love her. She is... Goddess, dude. Goddess. Everything. Perfection. I love it so much. I want her to compose my death dirge when I, when, when I finally do pass. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a uh, tragic piece of music for sure. And then remember, while, while I'm being carried down... The dragon board comes because that's just you know it's it's the promise you've made to me. <laughs> yeah, the, I the, remember. The people, the people, the people, the people need to know who I was. I remember, I remember the uh, the heavy comes. I'll make sure it gets played. Brian, Brian. <laughs> audio podcast. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's a running joke now because you play this the heavy and uh, what the hell is it called? Team Fortress Two or something like that. Yes. What do you have next, Brian? Douche. I am going to a franchise that I actually forgot had a desert until again I started looking through some of my games that I have and I, I still have this game but I was looking through I was like man what can I really pick that because I didn't want to go to all of the same cliche desert music that exists on like all your playlists and the ones that everyone picks from I kind of wanted to find a few different things and I, I like this track here from Castlevania Portrait of Ruin this is Hail from the Past
And that was Hail from the Past from Castlevania Portrait of Ruin, which released here in North America December 5th, 2006. That particular track was composed by the wonderful and legendary Material Yamani. How freaking good is that, dude? Oh, my God. That's that's an amazing track. And I was was like, I even told you, like, I'm so glad you picked this. And like you said, I can't believe I forgot this. Yeah, can't believe it. And, you know, Machiro Yamani, man, she just does so many good things. All like most of the Castlevania games, starting with Bloodlines, freaking uh, Soweka in three, Soweka in four. More recently, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon and Ritual of the Night. Like, oh, man, her compositions just give me chills. And she is incredible at what she does. And that really is a fantastic desert theme. It is, man. And this is one of my favorite Castlevania's too. Is it really? It's definitely, it's not one of my favorites. It's good. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's a favorite of mine, but I think it's good. This is the one with Jonathan and Charlotte, right? Like, yeah. Not crazy? Okay, no, no, okay. No, 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 that's definitely a Jonathan Morris and Charlotte Olin. Yeah, that's them. Okay. Uh, Yeah, love this game. Love the hell out of this game. Oh, no, again, fantastic game and loved that it kind of continued uh, the the Morris line of vampire hunters, I guess, or vampire killers, because that started with uh, Bloodlines because yeah. Jonathan is John's son from from Bloodlines. And that's why he has the vampire killer whip in the game. It is a great game. I just don't know that I would consider it one of my favorites overall from the franchise. All right. But it is, again, great piece of music and again it really is very it, your traditional desert stuff I don't want to keep calling things Egyptian or Arabian it's because I, I feel I feel like it, that's just not a great way to describe all of these tracks but they have that feel to them they do dude man she's been doing it for what 20 something years now just banging out Castlevania hits Machiro Yamani she her first composition was in 1988 so 40 something years no, I suck at math. Thir- uh, Thirty-one years, <laughs> dude. And she, and you know, she doesn't even look a day over twenty. She still looks great. She looks fantastic. Man, man, man. I need to get me some of whatever the hell she's using. Uh, I'm aging quick. Yeah, especially if if the old face app is to be believed, you're gonna be looking like Santa Claus in you another twenty took, years. You just took my next joke, you son of a bitch. I know I did. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> All right. Damn you. Okay. Oh, well. Father Noel. Yes. Popochizo. Seriously, my favorite scene from the Santa Claus. <laughs> so out here on Long Island, one of the major thoroughfares is called Route 111. I grew up with my entire life. Okay. Uh, just so also happens to be the name of a desert level from one of my favorite series. So from po- So from Pokemon... Ruby, Emerald, and Sapphire, here is Route 111. 
And that was Route 111 from Pokemon Ruby, Emerald, and Sapphire. Uh, came out here March 19th, 2003. Uh, this was composed by Go Ichinoise, who uh, is in-house Game Freak uh, composer. I really, really like this uh, whole area of the game. Uh, I was telling Brian, who has not played these games yet, believe it or not, uh, that to get to Route 111, you have to actually get goggles because there's sandstorms going on. So it was a cool way to gate you out from progressing too far in the game. And I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, you're I haven't played these games. I've only my only experience with Pokemon is obviously Snap, uh, Coliseum and more recently the Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, because it is a franchise I largely ignored and, you know, detriment to myself. No, yeah, detriment to my own my own self because these games are so popular and they are JRPGs and I know I like them because I'm playing through uh, Let's Go Eevee and I still am enjoying it. Like, I haven't actually played it in a while, but I will get back to it and finish it before Sword and Shield come out this year. I look forward to playing, I, and I'm assuming Nintendo is going to keep remaking the Pokemon games and putting them out as, like, I'm Let's sure. Go type stuff just because of how successful Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Eevee was. So in a couple years when they remake Generation 3, which I do believe these games are, then I will play them. And I'm looking forward to it because I, I had not heard that track before, and I really like it. I was bobbing my head along. It's it's a catchy tune. It's cool. It's a, it's a nice area. I actually like the fact that there's desert Pokemon, you know, I I'm looking it's just, my hype level right now for Pokemon is on a whole new level, even though they're cutting tons of Pokemon out of the game. Uh, I mean, I, I think want. that's to be expected, though. I mean, we, we are crossing well over a thousand Pokemon now. Yeah, they're going to have to start trimming the fat. I mean, there's a lot of Pokemon. You know, your, your easy out is just saying, you know, you know, there's not penguins, you know, in North America. So there's no, you know, Arbox in whatever the hell their name in their land is. So it all makes sense. Um, quit, quit complaining so much online, dorks. Uh, no, no, I, I love this song. Like I said, I just it, it, Route One Eleven. I'll always remember it just because of the fact that, like I said, I grew up on Route One Eleven. That's actually kind of funny. Life. Yeah, I was gonna say that's actually kind of funny that it's literally the same thing. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I caught a desert Pokemon on Route One Eleven in uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, I mean that's not a coincidence. That was done on purpose. What? Uh, there's no way they did that on purpose. It, it was just it was random happenstance. And I, it no, wasn't on purpose. without without question, it was done on purpose. I will then tip my hat to Niantic. You no, go, I, I guarantee you that was done on purpose. Like they they had different Pokemon spawn at different areas that made sense to the Pokemon. Okay, that's fair. Guarantee you that was done on purpose. Well, you go on with your bad selves, and they will, exactly. and I will. Because I'm going to go on to what I consider might be my favorite track on the episode today. I'm not saying it's the best track, though some may say it is. I think this is my <laughs> favorite track on the episode this week. Because I get to go back to Nier Automata. And anytime I get to go back to Nier, I'm always excited. So from Nier Automata, this is Memories of Dust.
And that was Memories of Dust from Near Automata, which came out here in North America on March 7th, 2017. Composed, surprisingly, not by Kaichi Okabe, who did a majority of the soundtrack. I actually had, I'm glad I double checked because I normally probably would have just given him credit since he did compose so much of the soundtrack by himself. But I knew there were a couple other names, so I double checked and I'm glad I did because this particular track was done by Kuneyuki Takahashi, who I'm not familiar with. So I looked him up, goes by the name of Koss and is a Japanese DJ. And it seems like this is his only contribution to games and the only contribution he had to Nier Automata. Alright, <laughs> Koss, it's a good track, though. Yeah, super good track. The vocals were done by Janique Nicole, who's one of the three girls that actually does vocals for this. Emmy Evans, the more famous and the one you're going to hear more often. I remember talking about this a lot when we played songs from Nier in the past, but Janique Nicole on this one, and well done on that as well. This is a great desert theme. And again, every time I talk about Nier Automata, I must, must, must say, if you've yet to play this game, play the game. I'm channeling my inner Reggie. Play the game because it's very important. You need everyone needs to experience this game. Play the game. Absolutely. It's a perfect 10 out of 10. That's what I gave it. Okay. I haven't even played it and I know it and I should be playing it and I'm a butthead and I will eventually. You are. But that I literally that's I rate I this is one of the very few ten out of tens at LebanonGames.com. Okay. This is this is the this is the bar for for, for excellence. Uh, I, give it, it a shot. I, I agree. I agree. That those are my words. <laughs> but I agree. But, but, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I read the review. Good job. Uh, no. <laughs> but man, like this this game is so special. Uh, Jessica played through it, and I'm so glad she did. Like and, and she was blown away by how good it was as well, like not expecting some of the things that happen and like the story beats and just the way that they tackle things. And again, if you play through it, you absolutely must get all the endings. You must see all six endings because the sixth ending is the most important one. Things are still hot. Things are still heating up. It's hot as hell outside. Practically nuclear, Brian. Yeah, because uh, man, your stupid transitions. But you, <laughs> you know, love it. We're, you we're, love it. We're 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 approaching two p.m. and usually like the two to four p.m. hour. That's generally the hottest time of the day. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Speaking of nuclear, yeah, uh, how about from that? from uh, Fallout New Vegas, where it's hot in general. This is Home on the Wastes. Discouraging word, and my skin is not glowing all day. Home, home on the waste, where the mole rat and the fire gecko play, where seldom is heard a discouraging. And my skin is not glowing all day Where the pads ain't too high The water's not bad The rat scorps are playful and mild Oh, I would 
not exchange this home on the wastes for all the big cities so wild. Home, home on the wastes where the master's great armies once played, where seldom is heard a discouraging word, and my rats are not rising all day. That was Home on the Waste from Fallout New Vegas. Came out October 19, 2010. Uh, technically, we would say that's composed by Daniel Kelly because it's a, the, the tune of Home on the Range, which is the official state song of Kansas since the year 1947. I actually did know that, yeah. Uh, so the two performers here, one singing, one playing guitar. Uh, the singer is Joshua Sawyer. He's a game designer at Obsidian. Okay. And, and the guitarist uh, is Nathaniel Chapman, who is an American physician. He founded, he's the founding president of the American Medical Association in 1847. No, 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 wrong one, wrong one. Uh, he's just a, a game designer at Obsidian. <laughs> Uh, and in the game, it's a pretty cool part. I don't know if you've ever actually seen this happen. This is the, when the Lonesome Drifter just sitting there with a guitar, just plays a song, and starts singing. It's pretty cool. Uh, home, home of the wastes. Well, gosh. Actually, when we were listening to it, I started singing it like that. It, it does sound like Goofy, dude. Where the deer and the antelope play. <laughs> so is the Keyblade Master. <laughs> There's a lucky emblem nearby. Son of a bitch. I think the rest of my life never hearing that again. <laughs> Although arguably game of the year. It's it's one of the it's one of the better games this year for sure, but not game of the year. I love Fallout New Vegas and like I just wanted a nice fun departure from the somewhat uh, Arabian things we were hearing here. It's a nice little American desert tune. And that probably is the only track that's going to sound like that on the episode today. Absolutely, 100%. I said, I just to get you a nice American representation out there. Leave uh, it to what Frank. Be- what, be- what better than the hottest place on earth? New Vegas. Leave it to Frank. Yep. Get your silly pick in. No, I do like that track. I do like that track. And I always like anytime a game has an NPC sitting there playing a guitar like Detroit Became Human did that in the very first level. And I, I literally stopped and just watched the person play guitar and listening to the music that they were singing. Uh, Far Cry more recently, Far Cry uh, new. What the hell was that called? New Dawn. I think it was called New, new Dawn. Dawn. They they had an NPC that sat out in front of your camp and they just played guitar as you would go by and like some popular songs, some not popular songs, but like hell, Skyrim, man. Yeah, even Skyrim. I mean, the story of Red. Anything like that. I love stuff like that. I think it's really cool. So great done, well pick. <laughs> I didn't mean to say great, it like that. Great, great done, well pick. <laughs> I'm, li- I'm leaving it in. That should be the new tagline. Great done, well pick. <laughs> Leaving it in. All right, man, we're going to go back to another fantastic JRPG from a fantastic composer. So I want to go to Xenogears 
and let's take a listen to Dazzle City of Burning Sands. Was Dazzle City of Burning Sands from Xeno Gears, which released here in North America October 20th, 1998, composed by the magnificent Yasunori Mitsuda. I can't say anything bad about Yasunori Mitsuda. You know, we talk about you him all what? the time. I can, I can. No, you can't. No, you really no, can't. No. You, re- you really can't. Anyone whose first composition is Chrono Trigger, and I say that every time, you can't do no wrong, dude. You can't do no wrong. And he just, he, he literally has done no wrong up through today. I mean, he's still working on games. I mean, he's doing uh, Edge of Eternity uh, that's coming out on Steam potentially later this year. I know it's it's kind of an early access right now, and they're releasing it in stages. I don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but it'll be out eventually. He's been doing the soundtrack for that. And obviously, you look at all the stuff he's done recently with Nintendo and Xenoblade. Like, it's so good. But how great is that track, dude? Again, you just, you have the traditional flair of your desert music, but he adds these like vocals to it. Unlike Nero Automata, that was my favorite part. Was, was I was the vocals, say, unlike Nero Automata, which was all vocals for the most part, but you just sneak it in there, and it's very, it's very Middle Eastern, and I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, pretty Persian. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. A little, uh, I don't know. It's just great, man. And Xenogears, what a game. What a game. We've not played enough music from Xenogears yet, so we, we're slowly getting there. But what a freaking game with a killer soundtrack, dude. And I just can't say enough good things about it. Those are the games of the Magical Swords of Jugo Romance? No. Oh, wrong game. 
you know what? Let's take things back to the American side of, of, uh, of things here. Uh, a character who I can't wait to show up in Smash Brothers Ultimate, baby. Isn't it uh, Britain? Is he British? Are they British? Rare? Yeah, they're from they're from the UK. Well, Pip Pip Telly Ho and all the other good rot. Pick up some Martin. <laughs> yeah, I like how you literally only know a couple people. You know Martin. You know, you, uh, actually, you know what? No, Martin's the only one you know because you, you actually included him in your song uh, in the uh, anniversary episode. Martin's literally the only name you remember, I believe. Well, that's my boy. Uh, <laughs> we go way back. Uh, so from Banjo-Kazooie, this is Bobby's Valley. British track was Gobi's Valley from Banjo-Kazooie. Came out June 29th, 1998. Composed by the great, legendary Grant Kirkhope. Yeah. Uh, again, big uh, shout out to uh, Martin out there. Uh, one of the many fans whose names I know by heart. Yeah, one, the one of two that you know by heart. I, I know more than that. I know Stephen from Germany and Martino from Italy who gave us the uh, Elm Street track. So, so, so don't, don't play games, okay? <laughs> I love our international fans and Yo, did you, just, did you just call him Santino? It's Martino. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know who he is. Wanted to make sure you didn't say Santino. <laughs> right, you son of a gun. Uh, I was going to say Santino Morella doesn't listen. I also am not sure that he's even Italian. I don't think he is, and I'm sure he is a listener because why wouldn't you be? Tell your friends. He has, he has nothing else to do. <laughs> uh, he was just at that Royal Reunion that was on a couple days ago, Brian, so cut, cut, cut your nonsense. We haven't seen it yet, Frank. It's only Saturday, July 20th. 
oh well i know this episode goes up later so you know we're looking into the future now i actually Douche. forgot he was uh, part of the list how sad is that he's a legend not even close oh uh, but yeah dude man uh banjo kazooie we got to play. We, 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 we do not play enough Banjo Kazooie music. We're starting to. We played a lot there. more Banjo Kazooie well, well, recently. Ever, ever, ever since we realized that we've been uh, lacking. Well, I, don't, I also don't want to tire of it either, though. Like, I want to keep it spread out nice and even. Well, I I think it's a good thing that we get, we're able to pick from it for different kinds of no, episodes. Absolutely, because there, it is your traditional Nintendo style of game. First of all, it was published by Nintendo. But it has that, like, movement in between different themes. It's like yes. a Mario game. Like, whereas Mar- N- like Nintendo games and Mario games always, especially just Nintendo games, but they always have different, you know, settings for their levels. There's always going to be a fire level. There's always going to be a desert level. There's always going to be a snow level. It's just, it, it's the Nintendo way. But it works, and it's fun, and it's great. You know, it's just how it is. You know, we have... In these, in these here United States, uh, we have states like that as well. You know, we have our desert state. Uh, we have our fire states like California. <laughs> uh, we have we have states that sometimes see them all. Maybe not deserts and fire, but hot weather like Ohio, where you can literally get all four seasons in a single day, sometimes in a single two hour span. It's because God is trying to wipe it off the mouth. It is the it is the center of all evil. Ohio. Yeah. I don't think so. Even according to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of the two Hellmouths, one is Sunnydale, one was in Cleveland. Okay, so they know. They know that Ohio was evil. <laughs> I, try, I went deep on you guys there. I went into the Buffy verse for that one. Yeah, I was going to say, you're you're pulling facts I don't know. Oh, I All right, Brian. Uh, I-O! Yes, yes. <laughs> Go ahead, do your thing. Do, do, do your thing, Brian. What do, you, what do you got for me next? Wow me. I am going to wow you. Because I am going to a stellar, fun track from an amazing composer. From Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. This is Scorching Dunes.
And that was Scorching Dunes from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, which came out here in North America originally on Nintendo 3DS October 23rd, 2014. It's since been released on the Wii U, PC, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. It is everywhere. But that was composed by the excellent Jake Kaufman. The dude, he is so good. He oh, understands. Just, we, we've, we've played quite a bit of Jake Kaufman so far. No, we have. And he's one of my favorite composers. But he just understands music and he understands the way to make great games like I know for a fact he'll be back for uh, Shantae 5 that the way forward is working on. I think it's set to come out later this year. I cannot wait to hear what he does for Shantae 5 because all of his music on Shantae have been great. His music on some of the stuff that he did for Crypt of the Necrodancer was fantastic. Uh, he's just amazing, man. An amazing composer that makes some excellent and fun music. I, I just I love listening to his stuff. I really, really do. I like it. It was a funky track. Oh, it's great. It's the only other deviation from the traditional that we heard on the episode today, but he still kept elements of the traditional there, but he just went just enough away from it. And I thought that was really cool. That was definitely good stuff. Um, damn, Brian, I only have one left. One uh, pick left. It's not fun. You have one pick left. Yep. All right. Well, uh, if we're going to do it, let's go all the way. Let's get a, a nice Italian uh, composer out there for us. Okay. From God of War, this is the Desert of Lost Souls. That was the Desert of Lost Souls from God of War. Uh, the original now this God of War. Is, I was going to say this is the original God of War, right? Not yes. the remake from earlier this year. Or no, yeah, <laughs> was that last year? My God, when did it come out? It was last year. It was the end of last year. I'm, not, I'm saying. No, it wasn't the end. It was like April of last year. Was it really? Wow, such a great game. Because I streamed it on Twitch and it was when I was still streaming. So, yeah, it was April of last year. 
it really makes me feel old. This is March 22nd, 2005. I remember this game coming out vividly and like, holy crap. Oh, no, I played I played the crap out of this when it came out. Like, I loved God of War initially, and then I got sick of it because Kratos just never evolved. <laughs> Man, it, we're still playing this, this series now, 2019. Uh, because of I, the evolution of Kratos. Because this, it gets... Because- it would not have worked if he if he was still the angry dumbass that he was in the original games. Well, he grows, you know, his, once his rage was sated, then, you know, <laughs> uh, this this is composed by Gerard Marino. Um, he's Italian because his last name is Marino. What if it was composed by Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance? The ghost of you. <laughs> I don't know. I actually like Gerard Way. Um, no, My Chemical Romance is fantastic. Love that band. I'm, I'm not so much of an emo guy, you know. I'm more of a Hawthorne Heights if you were going to pick one of them, you know. Hey, any, anything from Ohio is okay, A-OK in my book. And that's why I hate them now. Now they're back, they're back at the bottom. <laughs> hey, this, is the, this is the portion of the game where you fight Kronos, who is canonically Zeus's father for not in these games because these games take quite a few liberties with the uh, the mythos. But they're still fun. They're still fun. Uh, these new ones, I can, honestly, this is a theory and I can be wrong. I feel like they did these in trilogies. The first three were the Greek pantheon. This next, this most recent one, we've been dealing with the Norse. I, you know, I feel like the Egyptian is next. I feel like in a few years, we're going to be talking, you know, new desert levels. Got in a, a, few, in a few years? More like a few decades. Right? <laughs> Don't be Debbie Downer. We're going to get a whole team behind these things to start cranking them out yearly, okay? We're going to be like Madden. Like, it's gonna, <laughs> it takes so long to to make games in the modern society, in the modern development cycles, that we won't see the sequel to last year's God of War till probably 2021, 2022. And then if we see another one, we'll be talking like mid to late 2020s, and then they take a break like they did before. So then we're looking at late 2030s, and I'm pretty sure by then you're dead. Uh, I plan on being dead by tomorrow um, <laughs> because of the heat. <laughs> yes, it is so so bad. Because you baked in the desert of all this wonderful music that we've played on the episode today. I, you got one more pick, but I want to mention something. I told you this yeah, earlier. Please. It kind of saddens me that I couldn't pick anything from the Gerudo Valley, the Gerudo Desert, because we've done it before. We don't do that on the. You know, we, we don't repeat tracks here. I will take this opportunity to to repeat that. Yes, exactly. One of the things that makes BG Mania and our little neck of the woods, as I say, the lost woods for for BG Mania is that we do not repeat tracks. So I know, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of so many different VGM podcasts. I listen to a lot of them on a weekly basis. And some of them I'm, you know, I, I'm going through backlogs because I'm so far behind on certain podcasts like the Marcado Brothers. I'm like 100 episodes deep but back on that one, but I'm still listening to it and enjoying it. Um, there's just a lot of great VGM podcasts out there, both new and old. But one thing that I've never seen another show do is not repeat tracks. I've always seen shows repeat tracks. And while that's fine and I like that because I like hearing the same music that I enjoy, I wanted to do something different. So one of the rules I set for BG Mania was that for the most part, we would never repeat music. So that way, as I say, you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something exciting and something fresh each and every episode. And obviously we break that rule from time to time when it comes to special occasions like our anniversaries. And we did it for the hundred, you know, the hundred episode celebration. Anytime there's a, a, a reason to do it, we will. But on a normal week to week basis, we only play new music. And I'm telling you right now, it will get more challenging in the future. 
It's getting challenging now, Brian. <laughs> it will, it, and it will continue to get more challenging in the future. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping we never have to ease up on that rule because I like it. And I think it makes it makes us stand out and makes us different and unique. But I, I know there's going to become a point in the future where we are going to be strapped for. You know what? I think we could do a part two for desert music and have 16 additional tracks. But if we did a part three, I think we'd be struggling. So we probably will not do that. So I always will be thinking of new themes and new ideas for shows to keep us trying to not have to repeat tracks. And another thing, um, we played 16 tracks or we're going to be playing 16 tracks here from Desert Themes. If we didn't play something you liked, suggest it to us. You know, yeah, we could please. Always- we, we will always you know, sometimes try to get into a radio hour or we'll slot into a future desert episode. We love your submissions and it makes us fun for us because it, it gets us to find something that we wouldn't have found on our own. We absolutely yeah, or, or something that we just wouldn't have picked because a lot of the submissions that we've gotten from everybody out there are tracks that Frank and I probably wouldn't have chosen on our own. So that's really cool. I like having a variation and a a deviation, I guess, from the norm for us because we we do pick up. And I don't want to say we pick a lot of the well, same Brian, stuff, but if I can say anything about you, it's definitely that you're a deviant. <laughs> but but yeah, definitely feel free to keep submitting ideas, keep submitting tracks to us, and it, it's always a lot of fun when when we can do that. So, and if you have ideas or more suggestions for episodes for us to do, please let us know. We'll slot those in as well. But my last pick for this dive into the sand as we took a look at music from desert levels i'm going back to the british side of thing hey martin i'll take your joke from you now frank but (laughs) i'm gonna go back to rare and i'm gonna go back to grant kirkhope martin's my boy that's fine but we're gonna go to donkey kong 64 which we've only played one track from in the past and wow. that was uh, Creepy Castle from last year. I want to say that was in, either in the radio hour last year or maybe the Halloween episode that we put up on Halloween Day last year. I can't remember which one it was, but only track we've played from Donkey Kong 64. And I think that's a tragedy because while Donkey Kong 64 may not hold up as well as Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie does in terms of the collectathons, it's still a fun game. It's still a fun experience. And I want to take a listen to its desert level. And this is called Angry Aztec to close out the show. That's not the name of the track. The track is called Angry Aztec. Can you imagine if the track was called Angry Aztec to close Angry off the show? <laughs> uh, what did I say earlier? Good, good done. I don't remember. Well, something. I don't remember exactly what it was. But what I what I like about Angry Aztec and what I like about Donkey Kong 64 is you can clearly tell that this is Grant Kirkhope. And you can clearly tell that this is basically Banjo-Kazooie Part 2. Because <laughs> the, the actually sounds very similar to Gobi's Valley, which we heard a little bit earlier on in the episode and when you look at screenshots of both this particular area in donkey kong 64 compared to gobi's valley from banjo kazooie they're pretty much a spitting image of one another (laughs) like these are almost identical areas and it's still fun i mean still fun to play through great track i love it it's your traditional desert flair that we've heard the entire episode except for a couple tracks here and there but man what a what a great pick what a great episode well pick good done that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's a, just a, a, the best way to end the show. 
So I had a lot of fun, man. I had a lot of fun. And you know what? We got to record this in the comfort of our home, in the comfort of the air conditioner, because as we've been doing this, it has continuously heated up. We started recording at uh, at 930 a.m. Eastern time with max level and then took a little bit of a, a break to, you know, like what, 10 minutes or so and then moved right into BG Mania. So when we started, it was in the uh, high 70s here in Northeast Ohio. And as we're finishing recording, it is 94 outside. <laughs> It's a scorcher. Yeah. I am not going outside. <laughs> yeah, with, with a heat index of 107 right now. So, yes, it is It is crazy hot out there. But Jessica and I are getting ready to go out. We're going to go for a drive and we're going to get some dinner and it'll be a lot of fun. So I do think that's going to bring us to the close of the show, though. Unless you have anything else you want to discuss before we get on out of here. I think we said it all. Just big shout outs to all my international picks. Steven, Martino, Martin, Jessica. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beca- because she's Mexican. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mixmaster, wherever you're from. I think he's from the United States. But that's going go. to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by LevelDownGames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BGMania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to share your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. We're not live often. I say that all the time. If you want to follow someone that is live often every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Saturday or Sunday, twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. Keep an eye out on his Twitch stream. Keep an eye out at leveldowngames.com because we will have information coming soon. Uh, The big charity event stream is coming in about two months, and that is something that you are not going to want to miss. It's going to be special. So, again, keep it locked, and we will have more details on that soon in the future. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, it is the end of the month already. It's the end of July. So we will have another edition of Radio Hour Volume 25. We'll have five picks from me, five picks from Frank, one from you, the listener, and one from Jessica, as we have an excellent 12 tracks. And it's going to be fun. I already have three of my five picked, Frank. It's going to be great. Oh. I already picked three tracks from the new Rugrats game, so we're good to go. <sighs> I guess you can skip it. <laughs> I guess you can skip next week's episode. <laughs> Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Angry Aztec from Donkey Kong 64, composed by Grant Kirkhope. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.